Good to go. Steve, I'm upset with you. Wow, that's early. I know. <laughs> we go. I, I bought 50-50 tickets from you, and you told me that I was going to win. You thought I was going to be the winner. I did not win. I know. I feel sorry about that. I had a feeling, but it didn't work out. See, Marty's even fired up about it. He's right. He's right. But lots of people bought, well, a decent number of people bought tickets. The United Way made like, should have made like $6,000, which is good for them. So it's great. Thanks to Penn State Athletics for that support. I'm going to kick Marty out of the room here. You can enjoy the, the show. Marty's ticked. Well, while we're waiting for Darian to get rid of Marty, if he keeps this part of the show, we have Rose Bowl stuff. We have college football playoff stuff. We have bowls that we're excited for. We have some Penn State accolades, which I can't wait to hear because we talked about how we were going to do that. So we'll see how that goes. And we have the always ever scary old guy, young guy when Darian texts, I'll handle this. Or I've got it covered. I forget which one it is. Both of which are the some of two of the scariest phrases in my lexicon. So it's, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> it's scary. So there you go. There's what's coming up. Okay. And no, Marty, he's out there chewing shoes right now. I'm sure. Uh, he's chewing on something. They have been. Being <laughs> we're hoping it's. We're hoping today. it's not. So Darian here's stuff. The deal. He's scratching at the door right now. He wants to hang out with me, but then he comes in here and barks, and I'm like, he can't bark. Then he doesn't understand that he can't. So it's just a. It's a circle. It's a circle that goes on forever. Uh, and this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. This Steve. Um, yeah, you, you've covered it. You ready? Ready? Yes, ready? sir. Ready? Um, let's see. I think if you would have told me, eh, what, August 30th or so, that Penn State was going to the Rose Bowl, I would have told you you're a liar. Uh, <laughs> and I hear they are going to the Rose Bowl, uh, kind of a wacky way to get into the Rose Bowl, not complaining about that. I think ultimately this is a very big game for the tenure of James Franklin. And I know you aren't one to spin the media hype of, well, you carry the, the bowl game into next season or, oh, we, we lost the bowl game. So we'll, we'll learn from that and, and move on. I, I think this is a, this is the much needed statement win that I think, in my opinion, I think Penn State kind of sort of already has from this season. But I think if there's going to be that opportunity, this is the opportunity. Um, you have to take care of that against a very good Utah team that um, I don't know if they won the big or the Pac 12 as much as USC quite literally couldn't tackle the Pac 12 trophy. That was my biggest takeaway. No offense to Utah. They're a very good team. Um, so I think it's going to be a very good game. They're a very good team. They feel more like Michigan than Ohio State, which is a little concerning. Not not concerned that they're that good, but they feel like they're built traditionally and typically as, as a big offensive line team, right, that, that wants to impose its will on you. So I think that's the part that might be a little concerning. But – no, it should be a it should be a really entertaining game. It's probably one of the better games on the schedule of games that aren't, you know, the, the playoff games themselves. It's definitely a great cap and a great reward for the season. Um, yeah, this is probably what a what a bowl game should feel, and it's it's so much better than it could have been, right? God forbid it was the Cotton Bowl against Tulane, right? Because it should that just has doesn't have any just doesn't carry the same cachet. You know, you got to go to Dallas where the weather may not be great. You're playing Tulane, which you feel you're better than. And winning doesn't prove anything and losing is awful. This feels like a, a, it, it's the best bowl game in the country. It's like the, the bowl game that, that everybody knows about. Even non-sports fans know the Rose Bowl. So it's it's a great thing for the program. Yeah, I mean, if there's going to be a non-playoff game that you're invited to, this is the one. The, yeah. This is the one. Um, I think there's a couple, a couple things for me I've been thinking about. Number one, the big thing that's been rattling in the old brain of mine. Uh, did you see Sean Clifford's, uh, emotional Instagram post? Cause I know you love Instagram. With little Sean Clifford in the stadium yeah. behind him. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was that nice. Was, yeah. It was neat. It was neat. The funnier part was the Drew Alar comment that was like, oh, wow, that's a nice picture of you from 1980. <laughs> um, I think 
Sean Clifford's largely missing a signature win off of his resume. Um, I think he came back to Penn State because he wanted to beat Ohio State. That didn't happen. Um, And now he's got another crack at it. Here's my question. In five years, so in 2025, or no, that's that's bad math, 2027, (laughs) when we look back at Sean Clifford um, and say Penn State does win this game, will we remember him better than we remembered him presently look at him presently i I think it depends on who's doing the remembering i think the the easy answer is yes i mean i I don't think he's ever we we traded texts earlier this year about mount rushmore's right for for positions or the 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 four quarterbacks at penn state i don't i mean i guess he has to be in that group but i forget who i had in that group now and that you did not have him in that group. I'm yeah, and I don't know. I, I mean, that text. but I think it's going to be an, an age thing and a media thing. No, I think he's his record's going to be great in terms of wins and losses. The the stats are going to be great because he's played forever. Um, represented the program well. Didn't do stupid stuff. Yeah, I, I think when people get a little distance from it, it'll be better than it is now because people are just, he won't have, his memory won't have Drew Allard clip, clipping at its heels as his mm-hmm. playing career does. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. I think ultimately Sean Clifford's legacy is going to be will be better reexamined in five years and largely because of what happens in those five years. Because I think he's going to have a big impact in NIL stuff, maybe nationally, but I think more so locally. Like I think he you're gonna find that he's gonna favor lean, I guess, towards Penn State because I think that's what he would would do. Um well, I, I, th- I thought you were going to say, you know, five years from now, we're going to know what Drew Allard is or was. Also right? that. That's true. And, and, that, and no, that, that'll make that memory better for Clifford if, if Allard's just average to decent. Like if Allard doesn't beat Ohio State and Michigan either, and Penn State doesn't play for national championship, what's the difference between the two of them, realistically? Mm-hmm. And Clifford's numbers are always going to be better because he's going to play more. Right. You know, right. so, yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Oh, you're Mount Rushmore. I'll 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 read it. Uh, you asked me on November fifth, what is my Penn State quarterback Mount Rushmore? I said Todd Blackledge, Trace McSorley, McSorley, Kerry Collins, and Michael Robinson. Mainly because I was born after 1990. Yep. You said I would have uh, Chuck Fusina, but you're not sure at whose expense. Sean Clifford Michael. does not make it right. You get four heads. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, because Todd, Trace, M. Rob, and Carrie, like that. Yeah, I, yeah, and maybe if you've seen it, it was a push there, just trying to be the old guy. I mean, those four are pretty solid, and I don't know that Clifford unseats any of them for me because Clifford didn't win a Big Ten championship like Trace did, right? You know, for using your list. But um, does it change it? Like again, going back to the question, does uh, it change if he wins the Rose Bowl? And I think I think it's maybe, 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 maybe. That's a that's a very non-committal answer from both of us. There. Tell Sean to check back with us in five years, or we'll check back with him. One or the other. Yeah, there we go. Um, a couple of other Rose Bowl thoughts. Uh, you and I are both not going. Uh, we've we've already gone. Uh, to anybody that is going, you're gonna have a great time. I will warn you, you're gonna be very squished. Uh, please, 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 please get there extra early uh, because it's a pain in the ass to get to, pain in the ass to leave, uh, both the actual physical stadium and then to your actual physical seat. Um, check out the rose bushes as you walk in through the tunnels. Those are cool. And let's see, what else? Uh, don't go to In-N-Out. What a burger's better. That's my other... And it looked... it. You know how like a band can sound different in person than they do like on your CD or audio. Like the Rose Bowl plays in person like it looks on TV. Like that was, I, I thought. Really? Okay. I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed. We, it it we, felt, it's, it still felt big. It still felt special, all that stuff. You've only been once, right? You've only yep, been yep. the About last five years time, ago. 20, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, 2016, 2017. I just remember being very disappointed that there was, we didn't get a sunset that day because it was a cloudy day and that was the only right. annoying part I was thinking about that though. I 
the didn't crowd. feel special until we get in the stadium. Yeah. Like because around the stadium it was we it was USC fans and they were they were polite and it was okay and it was nice. It was just like but you were parked in little grassy parking lots. It wasn't like didn't feel big. And I remember thinking, God, how do they do World Cup games here? How do they do concerts here? Yeah. How do they that do that stuff here? Thought. And but then when you went in, it 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 looked like it looked like it looked yeah. like you felt like you were on the TV set of the Rose Bowl. Fenway's had that. Fenway has that similar feeling. Like I've never actually been to Fenway for a game. I only have gone into that bar in mm-hmm. the outfield that you can like the fence is open. You can see into the field. That's got that same vibe. That's the only other place I've been to that has that. I'm trying to think you've been to St. Andrews. That's like another. That was pretty cool. Right. And that was, yeah. And you could walk it. Like, I mean, you could walk, you could walk out like we were in the putting, the practice putting green stuff and you could be right there with the first tee and everything. So that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Like that would be in that category. I'm trying to think what else I haven't been into Yankee stadium. Yankee stadium. So I don't know. was weird because it was like, it was because it was the new I've only was ever at the new Yankee Stadium for the pinstripe pool, so it wasn't for a baseball game, so that was weird. But it was just a weird feeling because it's like this is supposed to look older, but it's doesn't, and it's it, I, it it's a glitch in the matrix to me, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can't think of iconic venues. I mean, have you been to MSG? That's the only that's the only I've been to the garden. One. I've been to the garden a couple times, right? Like I've been, we had, I had a former intern who worked at the garden and took us in like between events one time. And I've covered the big 10 tournament at the garden, which was kind of cool. Like, and it, it didn't, it was the same way. It didn't feel like it. Cause you're in the middle of the city. It didn't feel like it till you got into the arena itself. Like once you got in there and, and the ceiling, like that, you just know you're always the garden with that ceiling that, yeah. that's got yeah. the, it, yeah, the garden was probably that way too. Cause I remember going through like the service elevator and whatever else from the press area I'm like, oh man, this this place is kind of, you know, everybody was there. It was kind of dumpy. I'm not dumpy, but it was just like, uh, you're kind of in the bowels of it. That was kind of what I. And thought then when you the walked out, it was like, woohoo, here you am. So yeah, yeah okay. probably the same that way. That's probably okay. a good analogy. No, the 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 Rose Bowl was kind of like, oh, okay, oh, okay, like it was kind of one of those moments. Um, yeah. Just bolt, fucks his head off. Um, one more, one more quick Rose Bowl thought, and then we can talk about some other stuff. Um, a couple people have mentioned so so Utah will be the home team. Penn State will wear its white uniforms. I believe the last time that they won a Rose Bowl was the last time they won, wore white uniforms because they wore white when they beat Oregon. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, that's the last Rose Bowl win. Two thoughts: Would you rather Penn State wear white, or would you rather wear see Penn State and Utah do like a color matchup where Utah wears red and Penn State wears blue but maybe since it's like the last legit not sort of real rose bowl where's the generation of greatness jerseys what would what would you rather see white generating generations of greatness has one place that's homecoming okay. on that that game um not that i dislike them i just think that's where they fit like that's where we, where we do it and i think if you're penn state of all the things that haven't changed or don't feel like they're going to change you know and i'm sure they will at some point unfortunately it's uniforms right you're white on the road, you're blue at home, you're playing, you're simple, there's no names. I'm okay with the white. I was thinking about this earlier, and I I don't know what popped this into my head. I I have to wonder if we're getting closer to jersey changes. Not changes, but like a different alternate jersey. Like I no inside source, no nothing on that. Just like a gut feeling. No, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it, it's a thing that takes, what, 18 months or so, at least, to, to move it and do whatever. Um, it wouldn't shock me. It would surprise me a little bit. And the, the couple from York would go nuts, mm-hmm. as would mm-hmm. many others. Um, but they'd play it off by saying everybody else is doing it and has done it already except us, and they'd sell some jerseys and be happy to have done it, I think. I would buy one. All right. Anything else about the Rose Bowl? Nope. Can't wait to watch it. It'll be fun. All right. Very excited. I, I am mildly annoyed there's no college football like after the Rose Bowl. That way, if Penn State wins I <laughs> like or loses, then I can't like get it out of my system. So it's a little stressful. Um, no, you got it all the build. You got the, all the build up to it. And it's going to then then the playoff game. You got to wait seven days for something else to happen, which is actually kind of cool, right? Like you're the, the Penn ultimate game, which is wonderful. 
Um, and it's not like the random Dollar General Bowl that sometimes exactly on the third or whatever. Yep, um, no, it's a great spot. I mean, from from starting on Fox as a Thursday night game at Purdue and having the nation's eye to finishing at the Rose Bowl, it's been a great season that way in terms of exposure, perception, and success. Yeah, I, I think that's a very accurate statement. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, Penn State's really been in the spotlight in good ways this season, even if this season wasn't necessarily a blockbuster year yet. Um, not that it was a bad year by any means. You say they won 10 games, you know, so yeah. that's, I mean, that's the weird thing, right? Like they're winning 10 games and there's still people like, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good season. Yeah. You know, and there's weird. programs yeah. that would give a lot to have eh, a pretty good season like this. Yeah, no, that's it's that's weird. I, I've had that thought as well. Um, okay, all right. Are you ready to move on? Yes, sir. Um, related to all of the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Speaking of which, finally agreed that they are good with not being played on January first unless it's a Sunday, because of they say because of church, but it's really because of uh, NFL. The NFL. Um, so that means that college football playoff expansion is finally coming in 2024. We have not had a chance to discuss this. We have not even texted about this. I don't think, Oh, you did text me about this. Um, what is your takeaway, Steve? Are you excited? I think it'll bring. Personally, I'm excited because Penn State is going to be in the playoff, right? Like if they're not, then that's that's a bad season, right? Like at this point now, you can't make the playoff at 12. That's a bad season. Um, I think it makes summer regular season for some teams less meaningful, which is a shame, you know, because you can't afford to lose more than two games typically and it and thinks you're going to have a shot. Or, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, there's a chance we get a rematch this year, but in this situation – Every year, they they should also both be in this mix somehow. So that last game of the season isn't knocking anybody out of something bigger. Oh, you lose the Big Ten or you don't win win your division and get the Big Ten. Guess what? You get a couple of weeks off to rest, get healthy, and give another shot at it for the playoff. So I think that's good and exciting for some fan bases, but I also think it's going to make some late season games less meaningful because everybody's going to be eyeing it. Completely, completely disagree with you, Steve. Uh-oh. Good. Oh, oh, oh. Why? Um, I, I do. I I think it is going to make late season games more interesting. I think like number one, let's take Ohio State, Michigan. Perfect example. Both of those teams likely going to make the playoff. And yes, they made the playoff this year. So that's not necessarily the best example. But now you're playing for home field probably. And you're playing for a shot at the, the conference title game, which is going to give you an automatic top four bid if you win. Ideally, every year, the Big Ten, the SEC are going to have be in the top four because the top four seeds have to go to the top four conference champions. That being said, on the flip side, which is going to happen less because the Big Ten is probably going to change the, the roles, but you get a Purdue in there or you get a Utah who probably maybe might make the playoff, but might not make the playoff depending on what happens with their bowl or their conference championship game. They get to go and they win. And and now I think I legitimately think Utah would be a top 10 team as they are finished the rankings in. But if they deserve a shot at the playoffs, not necessarily that they should go and be a top four seed, but that's just a thought. Now, I do think it's going to make things wacky like this year where you've got Georgia and Michigan. So if, if the 12-team playoff, this is the playoff, if, if it would shake out. Georgia and Michigan are your one and two. And then things get weird with Kansas and Clemson. Those are not your – those really are not the three, four teams in the country. But No, but they're conference champs and they're getting in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So we have to respect that. Then it is 12 versus five. So that would be Tulane at TCU. Um, USC at Ohio State, Penn State at Alabama, and then Utah at Tennessee. The Tennessee one is fascinating to me because, like, so much of their success was based off of Hendon Hooker. So I don't know if I would necessarily rank them there. Um, 
but there are games you're going to get to see games there on campuses that you would probably never in a million years get to see otherwise now because everybody's going to start shifting away from oh yeah everybody's going to bail out games right everybody's going to bail out of what was auburn penn state this year right Right. not going to happen anywhere i mean it's going to happen maybe one made for tv game at the start of the season you know so yeah that potential exists i I mean that is going to happen i just it's not like michigan or ohio state isn't isn't getting in right there was a chance after what happened before until usc spit the bit this year that Ohio State wasn't getting in as a result of that game during the regular season. That's not going to happen going forward. It's it's not there probably unless they've all, one of them's had a bad season. They've got two or three losses, and that that game is then the nail in their coffin that prevents them from being one of the at larges. You know, so that's all. I, I, I there's just that piece of it. More isn't always better, but this is going to be more that makes a lot a lot of people a lot of money. So it's going to be better that way. And we'll talk then. Then we will talk about. We will start splitting hairs about two te- two lost teams and, and maybe a three lost team somehow that had somebody hurt or some freakish reason who should be the other at large team, the sixth at large team, because like, that's going to be the debate. Because the, the the conference champs run automatically. Then you start debating the at large bids, which I don't know that I care because they're on the road. They should lose in the first round. Not they will, right? But you, we start talking about the thirteenth team as opposed to the fifth team. In terms of making it that is one thing that i have struggled to grapple with with all of this um i ultimately i just think the system is better though because go back to 2016 it could have happened this year you know with the maybe even usc for example um teams winning their conference and then getting left out like what's the what's the point and maybe that's just because i'm the younger and i got a trophy for every little thing that i did growing up every little sport that i played growing up but uh, i don't know i think that is going to value and emphasize things like winning your conference things like winning your big rivalry games um but i do think it's going to change and light fires under expectations of fan bases for Probably every team that's in a New Year's Six right now. Oh, for now. sure. Um, plus, realistically, maybe some of your more top tier bowls, a you know, a Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm just looking through like an Oklahoma, Florida State. Like every year, Penn State is going to need to be expected to be in the playoff. Like it is a failed year if Penn State does not make the playoff. Yes, exactly. No doubt about it. And even even without rebuilding years, because right. that that myth just went out the window this year. You exactly. Know. Right. Especially with the portal and everything else, that stuff's going going. Okay. And I think the other thing is coaches have coaches are very happy with this because a lot of coaches are making a lot of money in bonus money starting the year that this begins because they probably had a contract and their thing for making the college football playoff. And it didn't say whether it was four teams or 12 teams. So unless some AD is going to try to rewrite the contract on a coach in the middle of their deal, you know, James Franklin probably made some money with this thing going to 12 teams. I have to look because I think, I don't know if it was Franklin. It was one of the recent, like might even have been Jimbo. One of those recent waves of coaches when their contract came out, there was a clause in there about the playoff expanding. And then, because you get, I think Franklin's getting, I think it's 300,000. It's either 200,000 or 300,000 if he goes, since he's going to the Rose Bowl, and then 300,000 if he wins. So he gets half a million dollars. I wonder if it, that's going to be split even more. Okay, you make the first seed or first round of the playoffs. And then the other it thing. It would make like, sense that it is. I just don't know if they'll go back and rewrite that on coaches. Right? Yeah, like, the other thing like, I would be fascinated in on that same vein is do you give a hundred thousand for making the playoff as a nine through 12 and then a 200,000. If you are a, 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 what five through eight, because you're driving so much more revenue into your school now right. because you have a home game. Yep. Um, yep. So. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see who keeps the, uh, whose money that is like how much that split becomes, how much is the schools versus how much well. is the college football playoffs. I've been wondering that I've been wondering even like ticket allotment, like how's that's that going to shake out? Because I am sure like 
It's not a home game. I mean, it's not not a typical home game. I don't think. Right. It's, where it's, you're just getting five thousand tickets for the visitor, or maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe that's the the, the the cachet of playing them at home, right? Is you get that advantage, right? And you get five thousand, same as you would for a visitor. Do you do you know what Penn State gives? I don't I don't know what. I the, think it's five thousand. I, I think conference wise, it's five thousand. Maybe it's more for conference and less for for non conference, but I think it's at least five thousand. That's in that upper, the south end, the north end zone, upper deck, right? Where they where yeah. they. To the, the visiting fans, um, because I was thinking about that, so that's a that's an interesting component in all of this. Um, selfishly, I now want Penn State to be a five through eight team and not a one to four team. Sure, you get just, another game. Well, you get it at home, it's quite simply to... just to see, see that experience, It'd right? You get to see the playoff game, yeah. I'm also fascinated from the Penn State standpoint of how are they going to winterize the stadium, how are they going to figure that out because you can't they have to shut down the stadium. Like I think right around now is when they shut down the stadium in terms of pipes and stuff, because it's, it starts getting frozen. It was They'll in Dr. Snyder's article. About They'll it, do some about insulating. I, I think they probably have make enough money to afford to insulate some pipes. I, legitimately. Wrong. I think that's why beer sales were added in because that, they said that the beer sales money was going toward uh, this, all of this infrastructure for the stadium. Um, well, so judging by the number of people in the length of the lines, they're making some money. Hey, <laughs> they've like, made money off of me. I, it's, I you know, now bought two beers at Beaver Stadium. It was fun to watch the people who were, it's like they'd never seen a beer before, which is great. Like, I mean, I, God bless them. So, you know, I will say it's very reasonably priced for a stadium. You're getting, you're getting a pint for 10 bucks. It's not terrible. For... No, it's not, it's not concert venue kind of stuff that I've seen. So yeah, no, I, they're doing what they have to do. Um, I will say, like, let's walk this through from the the fan perspective, and then we can get to the sports media perspective. Number one, uh, from the fan perspective, Penn State makes the opening round; they don't get the buy. Would you go? And they win the first game. Would you go to the next game, or would you skip and wait for the semifinals and the the final? Like, would you bank on them winning this the quarterfinal, basically? Or would you go to try to go to all four? It's a very expensive the, process. Yeah, no, I'd probably wait to the end. If you get a home one, that's that's a victory, right? That's a as a fan, yay, hey, I got one, and I'm watching the others and hoping they get to the final step, okay. probably. Okay. Why are you going to follow the whole way? Uh, no, I would. I think I would skip the the second game. I think that would be okay. my. It would depend. Actually, let me rephrase that. It would depend on what game it is, because my new goal is to go to all of the the New Year's six. Right. Uh, with which I've been to the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl, so I've still got three to go. Um, still got the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and what's the other one? And you'll go on those regardless, regardless, regardless of where Penn State's playing, or you're you're waiting for Penn State to play in those? Yeah, waiting for Penn State to play in those. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, no, okay. no, I don't need to go see the. I, I just didn't know the Miami I didn't know Garden people. Stadium that bad. That's right. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. Um. From the media perspective, I think the big storyline for me has been how their ESPN is going to juggle competing against the NFL. Um, do you think people are just going to be like, I don't care. Like, I care. I'm going to watch college football. Or, like, I don't know. Because for me, I always watch college football over the NFL. Like, that's how I am. Yeah, I think there's probably enough. I don't think they're going to – they're not going to hurt the NFL – in terms of what's going on. And I, but I do think it depends. I think it, it'll be interesting this year to see what, what the ratings look like again on the, the biggest problem isn't the NFL for the college football playoff. The biggest problem is new year's Eve and the 12, the 12 may get them off of that in some ways mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to do it there because the, this, this season on December 31st, the same time as when the ratings were bad, but three or four years ago when it fell on the 31st, mm-hmm. people don't watch football on, on new year's Eve. They, mm-hmm. they just don't. So it'll be interesting to see what the numbers look like for that this year. And I think that's a bigger challenge than the actual, than the NFL in terms of ratings for it. So I think the 12 probably gets them off of that, which makes it nice for them. I agree. I think that's a, a fair take. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else there? You want to, we got one more bull segment to talk about and then we've got, some PSU accolades to hand out. Does that work? That works. Uh, speaking of 
playoff and all of that. What bowl games outside of Penn State's bowl game are you most excited for? Probably the playoff games top of the list. Yeah. Um, I'm, the, Georgia, I'm... The, the Georgia game is far more interesting than the Michigan uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by the Wasabi Fenway Bowl on Was December 17th. Intrigued by it until this week. Yeah, yeah, right. What a great with Scott Satterfield. Like, what what a great subplot. And I I was talking about it with some students today, and I totally forgot this. It's a Fenway, still on the same sideline Mm -hmm. with the baseball. I didn't realize that either until someone tweeted it out. Right. I was like, oh, God. Right. So I think that's fun just for that piece of it. I mean, and and only for that piece of it. And then otherwise, it's probably the semifinals because there's not really, I mean, I could say I want to see what Kentucky does. Or you know, just to to see will love you know, but I'm I'd, I'd be fibbing. Um, I could a, say I, I would love to game. see Purdue. I'm not interested. I would love to see Purdue beat LSU. I don't think they're going to, but I would mm-hmm. just for my pure hatred of of all things Brian Kelly, that would be great. Um, but am I going to invest time in really watching it? No. Um, so it'll be the semifinals, um, and I think we probably will watch those unless. I don't know what what our what our opportunities will be in New Year's Eve, right? I mean that's the that's the tough part. Like I, the, the interesting one is the late one, and I, I just don't know what we'll be doing. But it's it's the more interesting of the two for sure. Yeah, it, it by far is more interesting. Would you rather? Would you rather? Okay, would you rather Ohio State and Michigan make it, or Ohio State lose, Michigan win the national championship? I would rather Georgia beat win the national championship because um, I'm not that good of a Big Ten guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, they, these aren't great alternatives. Like it's no, none of them are super right. Like, and, and and that's the challenge. I mean, I think Michigan, if it wouldn't be for the persona that's Jim Harbaugh, right? Like they look like a college football team that's kind of a throwback team. It's doing some stuff, winning some games. And all of a sudden the quarterback is playing well at the end of the season, doing some things he wasn't doing earlier. They're probably an interesting team to watch. I think Ohio State's more of a bad guy in my world than Michigan. Like I, oh, I just it's it's really started to switch for me. It hasn't yet for me. I, I feel, I guess, and we guess we talked about this when they played. Like I I still feel if someone's playing the bad guy in Big Ten sports, it's someone from Ohio State. Like I just think they embrace the the bad guy thing. It happened at hockey with Penn State last weekend. Like I just think they embrace the bad guy more than some other programs do. I just the the arrogance that oozes out of Michigan people is so annoying. No offense to any Michigan people that listen. Right, to this but podcast. it's no right. It's it's nose in the air arrogance. Right, like we're better than you. Ohio State is rash, cocky, in your face confidence. Right, Fair. Fair. so. I, neither one of them is very appealing, but I, 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 the, the air confidence thing is better. Like I saw a kid in class this week, who, again, who I, who I know pretty well. And they had one of the, you know, and Michigan still sucks in their computer screen. Right. And I'm like, you should really stop. Like until Penn state beats them. Why? Like, come on, like, stop it. You know? Um, no, the options aren't good for anybody in this, you know? Um, and nobody thinks TCU is going to, going to win. Um, I don't think they're, I mean, I'd be shocked. I guess that would be the biggest surprise of those two games would yeah. be Michigan. I can, I can, I could rationalize Ohio State. Ohio State beat, yeah. But I mean, it would surprise me Michigan. as well. But I could, I, I mean, and I don't know that I can see Michigan beating the Georgia that I've seen at their best. Although I think the two of them together would be, could be a fun game. I, what's interesting to me is like, Usually the top four playoff teams have like some sort of test before the playoff. And like none of them really have had a test. Like the, the Ohio state Michigan game was the test, but that kind of got erased by Saturday against Purdue. Like it's very much a letdown after that. Um, And Ohio state wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah. (laughs) We spent a week talking about what USC was going to do for the first time in this kind of thing and thinking about that. Now, here's Ohio State again. I mean, realistically, Steve Jones on his radio show the week before stuff broke was kind of intimating that Penn State would make the Rose Bowl over Ohio State 
because C.J. Stroud might not play in a game that was meaningless, right? So if there were those thoughts that he was getting or perceiving or whatever else that Ohio State was, and I'm sure that's probably true. Like Ohio State was like, what do we care? Like, right. we're done now, right? Right. Not maybe not publicly, but what are we thinking about? And so I'm sure that they turned the mindset. The mindset can click, and it's a great opportunity. But Georgia has been really good all year. The last time I saw them in a meaningful game against the Big Ten team, it wasn't close against Michigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a bad game. Yeah, that was a bad game for Michigan. But again, Ohio State may match up with them better yeah. than Michigan does. Yeah. You know, um, which will make it fun to watch. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But there won't um, be much of an Ohio State traveling contingent in Atlanta, I'll bet, <laughs> unless they're spending yeah. a lot of money for tickets. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like, you're playing a home game. Like that's like talk about playing a home game. I mean, that's right. I did never really experience that. I have a couple friends that went to the university of Georgia. Um, and like, they're not college football people. They are not the way we are, but they're, they're, they are Georgia people and Georgia people are just different. Like that it is, it's different down there. Um, that's the one Big Ten home game or, or SEC home game I would love to go to. I think would be a Georgia game just to experience that. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively very excited for bowl season. I've got my schedule here printed out. Went to Staples last night, paid seventy five cents because I'm a millennial and don't have a printer. To me, the bowl game that isn't a New Year Six that jumps out the most is that Texas Washington game. Yeah. Um, I'm also interested to see how bad the tennessee clemson game is um mainly because mm. it's visually going to be very ugly although it's kind of funny <laughs> that the two main orange teams in the country are going to be playing in the orange bowl yep. but also the quarterback play is not going to be good there um, no so that would be my other other one um i am very much looking forward to being sick from the iowa kentucky game that's going to be might be the worst foot college football game of the year I think that's probably true. Yeah. It's probably true. But then next year, well, next year I will be different. So, yeah. Yeah. Next year, everybody will be different. Are you ready for your season accolades, Steve? Sure. All right. Well, well, let's do do it this way. We'll go offense, defense, freshman of the year, and moment of the year. So far. It doesn't include... um, include the Rose Bowl yet. Your offensive player of the year. Sean Clifford. I mean wow. what a take. Look at Steve. Um consistent, I think a steadying I think a steadying presence. You know, I think I think the leadership was there. I think not getting up or down in terms of at least publicly in terms of what he did. I think handling his situation better than the coaches handled it like better than the fans handled it. Like his response, you know, when, when the booing was happened was, you know, was, was perfect and nobody needed to have his back, even though people then tried to have his back. Um, you know, I, I, when he didn't try to do too much and there was less of that as the season went on and he knew who he was, th- this team doesn't do what it's done with, without him there. I, I, I so I, I think, so for me, it's, it's him. Good point. Good point. Um, for me, I'm going to take the cheesy answer and, and split it between Katron Allen and Nick, Nicholas Singleton. I was really surprised like that more people weren't like, these guys are equally pretty much as good a, as each other. I think Singleton is more flash and Allen is more patience and, and both are very rewarding. I can't remember being this comfortable at the linebacker, or I'm sorry, the running back position, uh, ever um maybe since saquon really but even there was that drop off from saquon to miles until miles kind of really figured out who miles was um and i think i think the like miles is a great example of a well-developed player whereas i think these two like when they are going to go to the draft they're going to be sparks like massive fireworks um so yeah uh, on the defensive side, Steve, who do you have? I think I went old on offense. I think I'll just go super young and 
uh, do Abdul Carter. Like, I just think difference maker, playmaker. Um, there was just a mindset and a mentality that was across the defensive and pervasive. pervasive. I mean, the, it, it might be Coach Diaz, who's, who probably deserves the, the biggest shout out, but they've recruited so well on defense and have such great athletes over there. That's the thing. This this team has played fast, played hard, but for Carter to come in and contribute the way he did from the get-go and throughout the season and not hit a wall, credit to the coaching staff for pacing him. Um, I think that's my guy. Yeah, that's also my guy. Um, I said this on Twitter, but I, I'm going to say it. I, I think he's better now than Micah was then at the same point. Like, I, I just – I think he's much better. Plays a little bit differently than Micah, and I understand that. But he's going to very much be one of the best linebackers that's suited up for Penn State. Um, and, yep. yeah. So that would be my defensive player of the year. Um, what is your moment of the year? It's off field. It's discovering the musical rumble strips at Auburn. <laughs> it was the coolest thing in the world. You were obsessed the, with those. You was, you told me about those four times that day. It was the best part of football. Season. I, I, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I think that I think that for me, what I'm gonna remember about that season was this season was that trip. And that was fun. Yeah. And that was just unexpected and different. So rumble strips for me. All right. Outside of the lady handing us the jello shot, that was probably my real moment of the year. Um my favorite moment of the season. Wait, the yellow the jello shot was the moment of the year? It would be like my like off the off the field moment of the but year. You, I think you told me that story in person, so you need to share. Oh, did, did I not tell this story? Right, I don't think fine. we told so that I'll tell on, the story. on the show. So we were walking through campus at Auburn. We go up to Tumors Corner and cut back towards the stadium. We kind of come around a corner, and there's a tailgate there. And this woman dressed in a full on dress, like I think all the way down to like her ankles, comes up to one of our friends and goes. Would y'all like a jello shot? And we're like, sure, what's in them? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. They ain't strong. We got to get up for church in the morning. And to me, that will be the moment. That, that is by far the thing that I will remember most about this season. I think the moment of the year, though, for me, is beer in the stadium. Like, I think that, I think that's a big deal. I think that's a really big, Penn State's kind of finally with it. Like, I think that's a, that's been the vibe I've noticed. Pat Kraft is really involved with this team, and that's what he wanted, what he said he was going to do. And I think, to me, that's a good leader for the athletic department to show that I've got the football department's back when I don't know if that was necessarily the case all year long. And I, I think with that one from a media thing, because we talked we talk sports media, I think the one story that's been missing about that, and perhaps it's missing because there isn't a story, is there have been no issues that I've seen, like no crazy stories about the number of people arrested or drunk yeah, in the stadium thing. or whatever. Yeah. Like it's been, you know, that was one of the things that the folk, the couple from, you know, York and everybody else would be worried about. And, and it, and then just, it didn't seem to, to, to play out that way, which kudos to the fans. And I guess we knew coming in, I mean, having seen it for other places, but I just haven't seen it reported anywhere that, Hey, here's how it played out that first in the first year. No, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that would be my uh, other moment of the year. All right. So we had um, moments of the year and none of them were on the field. That's yeah. great. But that's what makes college football college football, realistically, I, in some ways. I, I can't think of, like, the two plays that stand out to me the most this year were the pass to Sean Clifford in the Auburn game and then the uh, – Keandre Lambert Smith passed to Tyler Warren in the Michigan mm -hmm. State game. Those are the two that I'm going to remember the most, I think, from this year. Um, I guess the third being Nicholas Singleton's kickoff against uh, Rutgers. That was that was cool, but those yeah. happen relatively more often. No, I I think that's I just picking on us. Like I think that's part of what college makes makes college football special. Is that it's not always about what's in the stadium. 
you know, that, that, that makes, yeah, just no, what, what it is. I agree with that. Cause it's an experience. It's not, and that's, that's what makes it way better than the NFL. True. All right. Are you ready for old guy, young guy, Steve? Sitting down. Can't wait. All right. As you know, Spotify rap came out this uh, past week. Spotify what came out? Wrapped. Like the, you know, when you have, you know what Spotify, you don't even know what Spotify wrapped is. I know what Spotify is. Uh, okay. See, you're so, like you sit down. So Spotify tracks you all year and listen and, and sees what you listen to the most. And right. so you get your like top 10 songs, your top artists, like you know what you were listening to at this point in the day type things the recap okay. of your year that's why it's called okay. rap because it's all wrapped got you up. okay so i'm not going to give you my top five because I, I think it would be a lot harder i'm going to give you america's top five okay i'm going to give you the name of the song i want you to give me the artist i think you'll get one i think you will get <laughs> that's, one. Uh, that's what i love about you i love your optimism but you're probably right all right, you might get two, like a, like a one and a half is is what we would get. So I just need the artist. Um, I'm gonna give you the name of the song, the number five song, most listened to song of the year on Spotify in the United States was First Class by Lizzo. No, would you like another hint? No, give you a hint. You don't want a hint? No. Okay. Because I'm not gonna know. He was on College Game Day. That's my. Still not going to know. Some okay. singer on Some college singer. game day. For what Perfect. game was he on college game day? It was the first game of the year, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, it was Jack Harlow. Okay. Okay. You know, no, no, clue. no. Okay. All right. This one you will not get. Uh, Mi Porto Benito. No, I will not get that one. Okay. That's by Bad Bunny. Oh darn! Have you if you heard of Bad Bunny? I've heard of Bad Bunny because he does pro wrestling stuff every once in a while. That's his crossover stuff. All right, all right. Bad habit. Now that's uh, habit, not habits. Are there different? Are there different? Yes, because there's another song called Bad Habits that I know you've heard, and I know you like that person. I don't think you'll get this person. Hmm. No, I'm sure I, a bad habit. No, it's a good title. By um, Steve Lacey. Oh, no, then no. no. Okay. Bonus points if you can. Wait, wait, how many of these three have been in your list? How many of these three were no, in your, none in your, of, okay. None of them on my list. This is just like the, the okay, poppy just checking. stuff. So now we're down to the top two songs of the year. Yes. The the Bad Habits was by Ed Sheeran, which I, and I'm pretty sure you've heard that song. I've heard of it. I don't know okay. if I've heard the song, but I've heard of it. All right. Heat Waves. I know Heat Wave. I know that one from like the 70s. Nope. I don't know who that is. Um, no. Heat Waves. No. Right. Not even going to look it up. That's by Glass Animals. Nice. That one's a TikTok song, so I'll give you that one. Give you that one. Glass Animals. All right. This last one. This is the one that I think you will get. Okay. I'm going to give you a hint going in. It is this person got famous in a group that is my that is my hint your daughter i know your daughter knows who this group is and knows who this current singer is the song is called as it was the jonas's are still together they are still together but it's a boy band it was he 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 was a member of a boy band that is very famously on hiatus Well, my he's also an against... actor. He's also in a movie, a couple movies this year. Um, and he's British. There's, there's your, that's your oh third, my God. third major clue. Feels like I should know this, but I'm going to say, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be Rose and Grace's dude. So you're going to say this name. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the dude they like. Harry Styles. Yes, look at that. See, look at that. you get what get that one. There right, we go. Steve. Right. Well, I, I played to my expectations. One of five. That's great. I'm proud. 
I think I would have got I, if if I did this did this I think I would have got three because I don't I don't know who sings Heat Waves like I don't know who Glass Animals are I would have forgot that Steve Lacey stings Bad Habit um, but I think the other ones I would definitely get one out of five that's what listeners expect if they listened this long you expected the one out of five on under pop music for me so there you go right um, speaking of of that I looked at our Spotify Wrapped uh, we we have had. 1100 minutes of podcast you and wow. this year and you know how many countries we've been listened to in four two i don't oh. know what the second one is i don't that's what that's the other thing i can't figure out so you are that podcast listener. if you if that person let us know please let us know what country it is i have i have a couple guesses i'm wondering if it was people that listened to the podcast while they were on vacation which if you were listening to this podcast while you're on vacation, you are sick. You Again, are let sick. us know. We'll, we'll get you a mug. We'll get you a podcast mug. Merch. We'll create it. If you're that person. Coming we'll, in 2023. Exactly. All right. Um, we have podcast. You just listen to it. Uh, we've got an email. It's stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com. We have uh, a podcast, which you should rate and five star and all of that. That would be very beneficial. Um. I actually was very pleased when I looked at our, our numbers this year. Um, so do thank you for that. Um, other than that, uh, we've got Twitter handles. Mine is at Stuff Summer Says. Steve's is. At Steve Samsel. Other than that, uh, we will maybe talk to you next week. Probably talk to you at least once before the bowl game. We'll figure that out and we'll go from there. Okay, bye. See ya.